let's talk about sex. One of the beautiful things about being somebody that talks about marriage and relationships and blogging and podcasting and the different things that you and I do, Gina, is we mm-hmm. get the chance every so often to travel. Right. And I got that chance last week to go host a webinar and you know, be brought in. So that was pretty cool, a real quick turnaround. But on the way home, I'm flying from Virginia to, to here to Dallas, and there was bad weather in between us. So that meant sitting on the plane, waiting to take off, missing a connecting flight, you know, and all those things that just happen when you're traveling. But the interesting thing is when you're by yourself traveling, that's really much less of a deal. Mm-hmm. Than with your family, you know, if you got your kids or something or your major. It, so I'm sitting there in the airport in Charlotte, North Carolina, watching mm-hmm. just everything unfold because lots of people missed flights because of fog in the area. Yeah. And I'm seeing tears as people are walking away from the counters. And it's just high anxiety, you know, and it's just one of those you can see people at their worst sometimes when you're in the airport, which got me thinking. Man, in marriage and in sex, sometimes we see people at their worst, don't we? Namely, spouse. Yes. <laughs> and remarkably, I have seen people have no way, Jose, they're getting out of the airport. And Paul and I consistently, by being really nice and believing in the person behind the counter, always get yeah. some kind of airplane on some kind of other airline they find a way for us. So yeah. that's funny how bringing your best self to the worst situation can change how you approach stuff changes things and so this is sexy marriage radio so however you have approached us with sexy marriage radio we're glad you have so welcome to the family and the community this is dr Corey allen with gina paris where we're having Mm -hmm. straightforward conversations about sex and married life and trying to spread the word of how Mm -hmm. we believe in the sacredness and the blessedness of sex within marriage and we are glad you're here if you want to interact with us, you can jump on sexymarriageradio.com. You can also email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com and leave reviews on iTunes and any other way that you may listen to us because we love having feedback and comments that help spread the message. We do. We read every email. I know we wish we could answer everyone. Hopefully we're uh, being helpful and, and answering things that come in lots of different iterations of the exactly. same issues exactly because there's a lot of similarities between uh between marriages and between married life and for sure between sex there's lots of things that lots of the, the struggles and issues that we face are common among a lot of people yeah that's true so here we are we want to help you out and one thing we hear uh pretty commonly is having to do with different desires and and one spouse who, when they finally will give in and have sex, kind of, you know, they're not into it. It just feels like mercy sex. Mm-hmm. And the higher desire spouse is tired of it. Right. And yeah, Do you have this, a take on that? This is, yeah, this is a very, very common scenario. Because we have the issue of, you have the high desire and low desire, which we've talked about quite a bit on Sexy mm-hmm. Marriage Radio in past episodes. And just to recap, if you're new to our, our community, there always is a high desire and there always is a low desire when it comes to sexual desire and basically every other topic that we face in marriage. One of you. And if want- you're and also if you're new to us, 
Corey and I are not married to each other. True that. We're, mar we're married to other spouses. True that. Mine doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> and mine does. So Yay, Pam. It's, it's one of those that everybody has a, a varying desire level. So that's just a normalcy that to try to keep the framework in, in, in a proper perspective. So whoever it is that's the high desire often will make a majority of the initiations for sex. And then the low desire is set as the gatekeeper of sex because they get to accept or reject every other, every initiation that's offered their way. So one scenario that is very common is when you have a spouse and let's go, let's go stereotypically just for the basis of our discussion, but realize if this happens with both genders, but for the okay. basis of our discussion, let's go with the husband initiates sex, the wife rejects it, rejects it, rejects it. But then when she does accept it, it's just minimal at best. It's, it's get it over with. Right. It's, it's okay. It's my duty. It's my obligation. All right. You know, and so it's just, it is that just get it done and move on with the day, please. So I can go on about my business. So that puts both members of the, of the spouses of, in the marriage in, in pretty bad situations. Because mm -hmm. she's faced with, I'm doing something I really don't want to do. And he's faced with the stiff arm of she totally controls what happens. And when it does happen, it's not even very good. Yeah. And, ne and neither one thinks they signed up for that in marriage. And neither Chances one probably did sign up for exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, I, I don't, I don't imagine we go into a relationship thinking, oh man, I can't wait till seven years in when sex is just nauseating. <laughs> some of them, <laughs> some of them that write to us are two years in. True. Yeah. Yeah. So this so. this is a tough situation, and I I want to kind of I, I guess let's approach this from a slightly different way this time. Okay. Because one of the scenarios is okay. Well, you can you can hit a hit a point where you hit critical mass of you have the real frank discussion of sex is not enjoyable in our marriage and i would imagine both of them could say such <laughs> you you don't think they have this every month conversation oh i think yeah this is a round and round i just think yes. it's typically tied to the moment oh, so okay. it's it's immediately met with defensiveness right i don't know of a lot of couples that that thrive in the conversations on this subject and and learning how to do it better and one of the ways is do it out outside of the moment. Don't do it right after a rejection or a move or right. even during, even after sex, you know, don't, man, that was miserable. <laughs> What's going on? You know, we're usually not in a really good state to have those kind of conversations. So right. it's, it's have those conversations. And so sometimes you have some really frank discussions of, I, I really would like to have more engagement with both of us during sex or, you know, so it's just this whole, and I'm not willing to be a part of it until you are. And that's a huge move because that might mean no sex is happening for a long time. So I want to come at it from a different perspective. Okay. So you're the, you're the husband that has the scenario of a wife that totally controls sex and, and strong arms you away a lot of times and manipulates it. And then when it does happen, it's okay, hurry up, get it done. You know, it's, it's very routine and it's very monotonous. There's very little passion. I want to come at it from the framework of, okay, to the guy, it is still sex. You, you are having sex with your wife, which is what you're saying you want. 
Mm-hmm. So the, the more we can get rid of qualifiers and the more we can face what's really going on, I think the more possibilities open up. Yeah, speaking from the point of view of the lower desire spouse, you know, everyone else that is in this niche, they're like women that love sex. They could talk about sex all day long. I'm like, you know, I'm still <laughs> representing the low desire spouse here on Sexy Marriage Radio. Right. Um, and, not, and I love being intimate with Paul. The thing is, I never want to, you know, usually I don't even want it till we start going. And I think that's typical. But there were years where sex didn't happen very often at all. And he would say that he would say what you just described, described our marriage. And I was clueless. I was like, really? I was that miserable. And so I think if you're, if you're going to approach the subject, you need to find out what's going on. Like, is it me? You ask her, is it, are you struggling with your feelings towards me? Is there, is there resentment there? Is it that you don't feel good about yourself? Are you, you know, look, find out what's making her tick. Is she so stressed out that sex just feels like so much energy? Or is there something, you know, has her sex drive changed because of her hormones or sickness or things? You Become curious instead of just taking things so personally. And so in that conversation, look at how you can come together and maybe like when things were great. Okay. So also add to what I just thought of for the husband, along with asking her questions possibly and having a conversation is explore your own need and your own manner in which you are seeking your desire. Because you can get so caught up in, and I've done this, I get so caught up in wanting sex or wanting something that the way it comes across is needy. And, yes, exactly. And deprived. And, makes, and deprived, deprived is huge. And that affects how you live your life. Right. And, you know, I'd hate to be deprived. And so what we hear from the women or the lower desire spouse all the time is, I hate the pressure. Mm-hmm. I hate the pressure. And so it it is a weird energy that makes her feel pressured instead of pursued and instead of, um, you know, what's the word (laughs) seduced or wanted or, you know, valued. So, right. There is a lot of energy that, that we Mm -hmm. put out there. And, and one of the things that you can be doing as a, as the high desire spouse is if you sit there and think, if, if you change the framework of, Okay, this is a way to focus more on what's actually happening, not what's not happening. So I'm going to I'm going to try to get rid of a qualifier and I'm going to try to let go of some of my attachments to outcome. Right. And I'm going to draw my wife's sexuality out. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of becoming a student of her and yourself. It's it's a I'm going to be more present, but I'm not going to hover. I'm going to be more engaging, but I'm also going to be about my own task, you know, because it seems like we can get so caught up into a woman, I'm willing to bet a husband who is desperate or even has pings of, you know, little, little points of desperation comes across um, childish, almost, it's, it's almost this whole, okay, now this is not somebody drawing me out of a child's world, this is drawing me back into taking care of somebody else. 
and I don't want I, to do that. I think for a lot of men that would be true. That would be how it would come across. It, that's not my husband's temperament at all. He'd just be angry. Okay. And so I hate the anger. Okay. And so then, and plus then he would with withdraw. And yeah, so it's the same thing. It would just make me shrink down. So okay. either way, if you're going to act childish, you know, we just do these things in self-preservation. Right. So look back at how, what's, what's being triggered here? Is it my feeling, you know, deprived? Is it making me feel angry? Is it making me feel trapped? Is it making me feel uh, frustrated? And, and then look at all the things that are right. Or I think what we're saying is try to reframe, like you said, hey, you know, she's having sex with me mm -hmm. and, and it's build upon that and, and enjoy yourself. Right. I know the guys are out there going, are you kidding? It sucks. But, but if you'll start somewhere and change your approach, you know, like we always say, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, if you'll change your approach and your perspective and reframe what's happening, you can change the okay. situation so going forward. Let's play out a hypothetical then. Okay. You, you've got a couple, you've got a husband and wife, they're, he's made a move, he's made a move for sex. She's acquiesced <laughs> and said, <laughs> okay, you know, we can have sex. So it, nor it unfolds the way, whatever the normal script for your sex life unfolds. Yes, all five minutes of it. Right. So it's you've you've had a couple of minutes, you know, a couple of seconds of kissing. You've gotten undressed, and now it's time for sex. So there's been very little foreplay, which doesn't really set the stage and get her engaged because you haven't taken any time. But if she's right. not even open to it, then you're faced with that. Well, wow. Okay, that's a whole nother dilemma. So mm -hmm. rather than it, it's so easy when that when the script starts to unfold to just disconnect from the moment exactly. and just follow exactly. a script. Mm -hmm. So or not even a script. He's disconnected to whatever can make him get off true. because now it's just such an unsexy true. situation. Well, but I would say that's part of the script. That's, that's, exactly. that's what's helps. That's just the way we play it out in our own mind. So gotcha. instead of that disregard, discount the scripts, discard them and be present in the moment and see what happens. And that might mean, Okay, maybe maybe normal sex for this routine is missionary position. She's on bottom, he's on top. Get it done and move on. So start that way and then quickly roll her over and try to put her on top of you. Or say, hey, I want you on top. Or, you know, and she may reject it, mm -hmm. but if it's done differently, you know, if, if the suggestion is a more present, more directing kind of set the tone you know and you can this is where you can base your base your knowledge on a past experiences you've had with your spouse right, of right. okay i remember that time we were in cabo and man <laughs> that was awesome and remember you know so you don't have to even set the stage you just kind of go with what's worked at some point to to tweak the playbook just slightly and if she rejects it okay you continue on and you, and you, it's still sex. You kind of keep that as a framework because this is a process of change. It's not a huge, dramatic, all of a sudden now she is wet and raring to go anytime you look at her. It just, yeah, it just she doesn't ain't. work that way. No, it just doesn't work that way. A woman takes time. <laughs> and so just realize it's a process. And so 
rather than settling for scraps, you're actually building something better. Yeah, you can build that starting today. Mm -hmm. you, when you fall into this learned helplessness, it just means you are so married to a story mm -hmm. that you've bought into. You get you get to write your own story. Right. Just because the past represents some certain reality doesn't mean that's even real. You can change the meaning you give to all this past stuff and change change your future and change your reality. So maybe your reality is, oh, my wife is so cold. She just, you know, this or that or the other, and it's very negative. Maybe your story is, hey, you know, I am a master lover. I am crazy about that woman, and I am going to find how to unlock her heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that it's, starts outside the bedroom. That starts, yes, that starts by pursuing her mind. Yeah. Um, one of the great tips to do fellas is open her door for her every time you're with her you know whether it's you run around to the other side of the car door and open the door which is a great thing or it's even just going into a restaurant you know open her door and kind of help guide her in you know a little hand on the small of her back hand on her shoulder you know just real subtle kind of statements and those work when, yeah, when, walking 10 feet in front of her, that's not doing anything for her. <laughs> but and when they're followed up with a, the entirety of a man who knows who he is and is after the woman he loves, those mm -hmm. things start to melt down all the defenses that have been put up and all the resentments. And if nothing else, it starts to uncover the real, the real what's going on. Yes, exactly. And then you can really start to face it. It could, you know, because it could be you made a huge mistake at some point in your marriage and she still has not forgiven or confronted or aired what what's going on. And so it could just be, you know, realize, fellas, we might be opening ourselves up to, wow, I have to really confront some things, too, because that's going to be part of a system. But that's that's what you want, because when you confront those things and each of you do that, you are then in a better state to create something spectacular. Yeah, you have the person right there in your life. Mm -hmm. You have a past together. It doesn't matter if you have had pain together. You can grow through that. I, we see it all the time. We see couples mm -hmm. overcome infidelity. Maybe you think that means that you should get a divorce. I like the way uh, I heard somebody else say it. Divorce that marriage and start over with that spouse. Okay. That's good. You know, you don't, you're not stuck in the same situation. You're able to look and say, hey, you know what? That was a symptom of a problem that we can fix. Right. right. Or we can not even fix. We can navigate and we can grow through because because know this, fellas, the woman most capable of giving you the hottest sex imaginable already gets in bed with you every night if you're married. And if she's sleeping down the hall, you might want to bring her back <laughs> to your bed. At least make the invitations. She may reject it, but in time. And that's just it. Realize this is a process. And mercy sex actually plays a role within a process. Yeah. So if you keep that in mind that, okay, because put it, put it in the framework, Gina, we've talked about the framework of just all of, of the, the categories of sex, mm -hmm. you know, some of them aren't very good. Some of them serve a purpose of truly just getting off. Mm -hmm. Even when both people are for sure one and the other is just a perfectly willing volunteer. 
Right. You know, that's still a part of a process because not everyone, every sexual encounter moves mountains and sees God and has fireworks and swinging from chandeliers and all of that. It's just this whole, yeah, some of them were great because things just lined up and some of them, yeah, that wasn't so great, but it was still pretty good. And if you keep it in that mindset, it changes things. It it does change things. And it's still good for you. It's, it's good for the marriage <laughs> to connect. You still have some hormones release good It is, good because if you, if you live <laughs> as a man that is, is, in a sense, sex is take it or leave it. You know, it's something I want to be part of my life, but I'm, I have other things too. You know, it's not, you know, that's just it. We get, we can get, if you get deprivation thinking, you get so focused on what you're not having. Oh yeah. And then you start saying, well, you know, that girl at the coffee shop would have it with me. What's yeah. wrong with you? Okay. But even if so. you got into that relationship with her, what are you going to do with the other 23 and a half hours a day? <laughs> exactly. You know, because sex is just a, my moment of, of life. It's not all of, I mean, you just, we don't have that tantric hours upon hours upon hours of orgasm that <laughs> some people have said they have when it comes to whatever that whole thing is. But it's just that, it, you know, the body's not capable of sex for a long, long time. It has, it, it's capable of building up, having great encounters, using that as a as a part of the entirety of a relationship and it feeds off each other and so it's just that idea of keep in mind and keep proper perspective to what role sex plays in your life what role sex plays in your marriage and be about other things too yeah because even if you can't have sex all the time you can make love all the time mm -hmm. you can step into a river that flows constantly mm -hmm. of love and peace and uh, passion and having some vision for who you're becoming and what you're creating and what kind of legacy you're leaving. Chances are, if you are so focused on what you're not getting in the bedroom, you are shrinking in emotional ways, not yep. just, you know, in the groin here. Yep. So live, we just always say this, live life, you know, big and with passion and with purpose and, and if there's something not clicking between you and the spouse, think of what other sensual things can you do that she would be open to. Would it be fun for her to take a cooking class with you? Would it be fun to take a dancing class? Mm -hmm. Would it be fun to, I don't know, just go to the gym and work out together? Something else that might make you sweat. Something else that might raise your heartbeat. Yep. Something else that might put your skin in contact with each other. You know, hey, let's go horseback riding. Let Something that will... Uh, stir up adrenaline. Maybe she wants to jump out of an airplane and go skydiving. You know, all kinds of different budget opportunities present themselves. Mm -hmm. But if you'll start getting creative on ways to connect, I think you'll find that it all plays in together with how you connect in and out of the bedroom. Yep. And when you live a big life, mm -hmm. you, you, you set the scenario where your spouse realizes wow, if I want to be a part of that, maybe I have to confront some things and catch up. You know, it's not this whole, I'm going to constantly settle for the tyranny of the lowest common denominator. You know, right. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep living my life. And that doesn't mean I'm leaving my marriage or my spouse, but I'm about bigger things. 
And that by default puts a little pressure on them to, wow, I want to be a part of that. What do I need to do? Yep. Make it attractive. <laughs> exactly. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio, where we hope, based on what we talk about in this show, mm-hmm. your sex life is more and more attractive each and every day. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to go call my husband. Nice. Well, <laughs> let me know how that goes. This is, this is Dr. Corey Allen with Gina Paris. We're glad you joined us. Have a great day. Come see us at sexymarriageradio.com. Let's talk about it.